And that's why then the next question is, is an easy follow-up. Do you agree that the focus on gender-based violence should be on women and their experiences? Because that's obviously what in South Africa it feels like. Um, that gender-based violence, we're basically talking about women abuse, but we are forced to use the, the, the terminology that the country decided. But in essence, do you actually agree that we should, we should be thinking and discussing and focusing on gender-based violence by looking at what are women's experiences in this country? Any opinions um, to this uh, question? All right, Susanda. Hi, everybody. Um, can everyone hear me? I, I can, yeah. I, I hope so. Um, I do agree that the focus should be uh, mainly on women because given like how South Africa's um, environment is, women are the ones who are always experiencing it from like the minimal, the smallest things to the biggest thing. Because, I mean, for example, if you look at like the different privileges and the different genders, um, men can never say that, oh, no, I don't feel safe walking at night or going with the gents, or I don't feel, I don't feel safe if like, I walk past a group of guys. But as for girls, like, you could literally just be on campus walking and you see that there's like a group of guys from afar, and they could just be minding their own business. But because of like, how many, the number of times that you've been catcalled or you've been groped, um, groped by a stranger or you've been looked in certain ways, or you've just been like so many things that it makes you so uncomfortable as a woman to even like want to walk past a group of men or a group of boys who just might not even care about you. And then thinking in your head, oh my gosh, I must find a different route. So I definitely do think that um, it really should be on women and their experiences because the common denominator of like on either side or wherever gender-based violence happens, men are always the perpetrators and women always get it worse um, than anything from little babies to like grannies and stuff. Thank you. Hmm. Uh, interesting. Well, look, the, the truth is guys, I mean, if I see you wearing a sporty, and a gold chain and a gold tooth and an all star. I'm turning around. Eh? I'm turning around. I'm not safe because yeah, those people, hmm? Muggins. But I'm playing. Let's 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 see what are other people's opinions on this because it 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 does often become the first thing that people jump at when we when we have the movements of you know all men are trash and things like that where they people jump and say that guys, but gender-based violence includes men and men are also victims, but why are we only, only hearing about women? Um, and there's even a strong, strong movement from people who are, who want to advocate for obviously male victims that perhaps in our country, our problem is that we leave men and we don't give men the, 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 the language of, of, of being a victim and explaining your, your emotions and how you feel if you're a victim of gender-based violence because all we talk about is women. But what is your opinion? What is your, your, your standpoint on this?
I see that Lydia has a cool question there where it says, is it possible that the perceived low percentage of men or boys experiencing abuse is also due to various perceptions created by the roles of men and women? For example, men, boys are not supposed to cry, express their emotions as freely as women. Very true, very true. I think, I think that is where the, the argument um, comes from. I think his name is, yo, and this is bad because I used to work with him. Um, <laughs> he's now currently working with um, um, Park Town Boys um, with all their scandals. And that's, that's his biggest point that because boys aren't given the language to describe their emotions, um, they are unable to speak when they are actually becoming victims um, and that they carry that with them. Um, so yeah, it is possible. So let's let's go to Mo. Um, you may speak. I just I wanted to raise the same thing about how even though it's 2020 and it's a we live in the 21st century and we encourage boys and men to you know express their feelings and their emotions and their struggles. It's still a struggle for them to do that. So the focus is more on women and their experiences because it seems we are more open about what we experience. Obviously, there will be those who keep these things to themselves, but a great deal of the time, it's women who talk about it mm. or who come out about experiencing gender-based violence. Mm. And that's why men's experiences or boys' experiences are kind of just thrown to the wayside because we don't hear much about their stories. But it doesn't mean that we should just mainly focus on women. There should be a focus on men, but the, the, I think the hurdle is getting them to talk about it and to come out about it because talking about a, a, an experience of being molested as a, as a man, for instance, is almost like it's 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 an attack or i'm trying to find the, the best word possible but it does something to their masculinity mm. whereas if a woman comes out it doesn't necessarily do anything to my femininity it it i can still come out about it and still express my emotions and still be a woman about it whereas a man i come out I explain what happened to me and it makes me lesser of a man in that sense. So I think that's why a lot of the time we focus so much on women, even though we shouldn't only focus on women. Cool. I, I hear that. Um, so to Lydia, the person is Luke Lambrecht. So if you, if you Google him, he's always the, the random white guy that's always talking about it um, and always hired when there's, um molestation or sodomy that young men or boys experience and he even started an ngo to try and highlight the the the, the experiences of men um but what i what i'll also just add there in a way as a as a as a as a social worker i will say that probably still and it's my current opinion it will probably change one day but at this moment, I, 
I think if one would, the way we deal with gender-based violence in terms of women's experiences, and if we validate them, it will probably lead to men being more open. I think sometimes what happens easily is the struggle to make men embrace their emotions is actually because as a society, we don't respect emotion enough and we made it seem female. And then because females in a way don't matter, we then, it then makes um, characteristics that are seen to be feminine to not be desirable. But I, I, I am on the side that says it probably one raises issues of women and you stand up for women, the men win. Um, because they are marginalized and people who are marginalized, they watch to see how other people marginalize. So if you're an abused guy and you see that abused women are treated with far more respect, less, less accusationary, more support, it'll probably increase the likelihood of them speaking. But that is sort of my current viewpoint. It will probably change. Uh, Musa, your, your hand is fake up so you can speak. Um, and then I'll read some of the comments I'm seeing. Uh, thank you. Um, so I think um, when we look at like how to focus or deal with gender-based violence, we need to look at it from all the different angles in which it comes. And I think it's very important that, yes, we focus on women issues and their experiences, but we realize that that's just the resultant of like a long history of like a backlog of like history with men and the idea of like men that are empowered and how that is not really like a truth you should believe in. Um, I think for the most part, we think men are empowered or we've always thought that men are empowered because you know, because they had a job, they were more, they were, they were allowed to be educated before a woman can, you know, they all had all these desirable traits and opportunities that we thought we want to have because to, we're trying to receive some sense of um, equality. And now being a woman was not desirable, as you mentioned. And now when we go back and look at the history of like just being a man, we realize that it's quite toxic and that men were empowered on the backs of women and that you know you had to feel more powerful because you know you 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 could get a job and sandra couldn't or you get a promotion and musa couldn't so we think i think we we constantly have to go back and look at how do we then change the concept of empowerment for men so that they understand better what it means to be a man in the current uh state that we're in and how do we then start solving gender-based violent issues from that angle, as much as we constantly look at the experiences that women have. Okay. I, I, I like the points that you've made there. Um, I'm keen to hear what, what, what the other guys say. So uh, KB, young man, uh, your, your, your silence is not like your height. It mustn't last this long. Just give us your, <laughs> give us your point of view, and then I'll read the chat there because there are some comments. Um, hi, everyone. I'm KB Kabel, Um So, yeah, I, the way I thought about it, I guess it's, it's somewhat similar to what um, Cecilia said, is with regards to the different viewpoints 
of the different um, oppressed groups, so to say, if that's, um, I don't remember if that's exactly the way you said it, but I'm sort of paraphrasing, and how one views the other and the other's experiences. So just how I've seen it is, um, it's, to me, it's, it's more like simultaneous, it's like simultaneous equations in math, if anyone ever remembers that type of stuff. But it's like, there are sort of harder ones to solve and there are easier ones to solve to an extent or whatever. It's different, like it's different things, different variables. But now in the end, all of them need to be, you know, worked on because they go together. Like they, solving one helps solve the other, that type of stuff, like the, the whole intertwining thing. So um, I definitely rate that there's more effort needed on some areas, but I don't believe that it's a thing of you have to focus on one and then you leave the other by itself. I feel like it's something that can all be handled simultaneously. But then there are, of course, those that just, that they do need more effort, more urgency. Um, so that's, that's, that's how I see it, honestly. And that solving them helps solve um, each of the other ones. They're interdependent or in, yeah, let me say it like that. That's how I'd see it. Cool. Yeah. I, hear, I hear your point. Riala uh, Boha, you can speak, because I see you also replied to Mbali. Um, yeah, I'm going to try and like go like um, through it quickly because I wrote notes. So I've been hearing what everyone said. So yeah. I mean, in terms of the question that you posed initially, like should it be focused on women's experience? So as like, you know, social justice warrior and being PC, I want to say no. But if I'm truly being honest, uh, I want to say yes, it should be. Like I'm actually quite fed up as a, yeah. as a woman. Truly, honestly, if I'm serious, like, yes, it should be, especially in South Africa. Um, but I put two points as to why I feel like, um, okay, one point specifically why I feel like it should be a little bit more geared towards women. Or not, okay, let me not just say woman. Let me say woman and then, like, trans lives and then the queer community. I think that's mm -hmm. where the focus should be because I feel like the queer community gets overlooked a lot and there's so much violence and harm done on their bodies and it's not spoken about enough but um for me it's like with women i feel like um it should be focused on the a little bit more especially in south africa because if you can't address the macro issue and the the part of the bodies that are being affected the most you don't get the skills and the policies and the understanding to deal with it how are we then going to deal with gbv that is a lot more nuanced or that society has now sort of ingrained within their thinking and ideology that it isn't valid or is a joke. So if we can't deal with gender-based violence towards women that we all can sort of agree that is a problem and it happens, how are you then going to bring up the conversation of, you know, men get raped in prison and that's a problem? Mm. How are you going to bring up, you know, little boys get touched in church and that's an issue? How are you going to bring up, you know, queer people aren't given um, sex education in school. So their first time, a lot of times, is traumatic and not completely consensual. How are we going to bring those nuanced topics up if we can't deal with the more obvious, bigger mm -hmm. one? Is essentially why, if I can find a way to justify being a bit selfish, which I feel like self being selfish is important because it is, you know, a survival tactic, but 
then that's what I'd say. And then for me, my only issue, last point, on why I have a problem with when men say, oh, well, you know, on Twitter, oh, this happens to guys too and whatever. For me, my problem is like when men choose to speak on this also happens to men. Mm. When there's an influx of women, things happening, then they choose to speak about it. But you don't love it every day. You don't love that activism every day. So now I must question, does this actually really matter to you? Because it feels like you only bring this up to detract from women. So do you actually care about your fellow brothers? And like, that's my issue. It's like when you choose um, to speak about it. And um, for me, I feel like patriarchy, racism, or any form of like bigotry always like hurts both parties. Like the person who's privileged and the person who's underprivileged. Because, you know, um, patriarchy is also stepping on the necks of men. Because that is why men can't come forward and say that these things happen to them. Because of the patriarchy and what patriarchy says they need to be. So when we tell men, okay, I hear you. This is also a problem for men. Let's dismantle the patriarchy. Everyone leaves the chat. <laughs> Which is also why I'm like, men really care. Because then everyone's leaving the chat. And I'm like, but guys, this is the solution. And like, men don't want to give up their privilege. As much as they know that this is a problem, and hey, they also can somewhat be at risk of gender-based violence, either a woman hitting them, and then they're not... Oh, you're cutting off there? Okay. Um, I, I, I really, I really like uh, a lot of the points that uh, Rhea highlighted. I think it's essentially what, what, what easily happens in just a normal debate where I may always be on the wrong side of it as, a, as the person is that I will always cheat and highlight where you may have been wrong. And that's how then guys are reacting. So when, when women are taking the platform and saying, this has been an our, 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 our experience, uh, what easily then happens is people will, will then say, ah, Nati, we are also victims. So it is just a distract. It's, it's a dishonest thing. But uh, carry on there, Ria. I'm so sorry about that. I, I don't know what happened. I got disconnected. But uh, essentially, my last point was to just answer to some, something someone said about, um, you know, um, reporting things doesn't take away from your femininity, um, but it does take from your masculinity. Um, I think we also need to look at a con like as a society and how, you know, that's also something that's like, you know, like, why does femininity have to always be equated to being a victim? Like, I always ask this question, why do I need to be a victim? first or press first to be seen as a woman or mm -hmm. to be seen as a female like why is that why do those you know you see in movies like oh like she becomes more of a stronger better woman as soon as trauma happens to her <laughs> you know you watch a tyler perry movie and she had to be beaten and got thrown into a bad relationship to be then feminine and allow love and allow a man to love her like why is that the case and um for me like lastly i think i don't think women still just keep their femininity when they come out. If anything, I feel like men, when they come out and say something's happened to them, they get emasculated and women um, get dehumanized. Um, I feel like we, you see it in like history with, you know, being termed a harlot, with stoning of, um, you know, women who've committed adultery, but you don't really hear what really happens to the men and, you know, things like the scarlet letter. I think we become ostracized and dehumanized where men still keep 
their sense of humanity, they just emasculated. And that was all I had. Okay. Well, I, I hear you. And I think it's probably a case of both in terms of being dehumanized, but still almost, it, I think the idea of you can say that you are a victim and we won't make you feel dumb because we think women are always the ones who are hurt is what it's sort of meant that for men, there's almost a cost to even just saying someone might have hurt you. But I, I actually like your perspective that there's a de dehumanizing that happens because I think having to carry victimhood then makes people treat you differently. And that always plays out in like a school context where someone is treated differently once they tell their sad story about how they were harmed. But before they said anything, people almost treated them with the same disrespect or respect they treat others. But the minute they share that uh, this and this has happened to me, we think it's compassion, but actually it's losing who the human is and rather trying to, to speak about not feeling badly. But I get it. 